You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. When you truly believe the Word of God, the promises that God has given you, your heart will be at peace. There'll be rest. That is if you truly believe the Word of God. Remember a father that came to Jesus and said, can you help my son? He is demon-possessed. Jesus said to him, if you only believe, all things are possible. The father responded by saying, I believe, help my unbelief. What was he saying? He was saying, I believe that you can heal and deliver anybody. But I don't believe that you want to do it for me. He was saying, I believe, help my unbelief. When you truly believe what God has said, what God has promised, your heart will be at peace. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Hebrews chapter 4. When we worry, our hearts become restless. When we worry, your heart is pulling you in all different directions. When you worry, you cannot be in faith. I cannot worry in Jesus' name. You cannot worry in Jesus' name. When you put your faith in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, your situation, your circumstances, when you say, Lord, I'm worrying about these things, these are my concerns, and you put those things in Jesus' hands, he will put his peace in your heart. Hebrews 4 verse 11 Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. Talks about Israel going to the promised land. All of them heard the word of God that said, this is the promised land. But because they did not believe it, that word that they received were not mixed with faith. They didn't enter into the promised land. Family, listen to me. You cannot force faith. If you are forcing it, it's not faith. If you are forcing it, it's not faith. Many people today are struggling to demonstrate and show their faith because they want to force it. Faith is actually something that's very practical. If you believe it, you will act it. If you believe it, you'll start to move. Faith is very practical. When they received the word from God, 
go into the promised land, they should have acted faith. But because that faith was not mixed with the word of God, they didn't move. What do I mean by that? When it becomes a conviction in your heart, a conviction in your heart, it brings revelation, and that revelation will bring movement in your life. Let me give you a simple example. The Word of God says, forgive. You read it, I have to forgive. But because there's not a conviction in your heart to forgive, you don't forgive, so there's no movement in your life. The word that you've received to forgive, you're not mixing it with faith, so nothing happens in your life. Now I don't hear an amen, because now it's closer to home. You can quickly see if somebody has got faith because faith has actions. If you have faith and you believe it and it's a conviction in your heart, it will bring change in your life. Whether you like it or not, faith is something you have. Do you know what that means? It means you have to act now. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says to us that now faith is the evidence of things hoped for. Does it say tomorrow is? It says now faith. What does that mean? It, mean if you, it means if you truly have faith, you'll act now. Today I forgive. Today I help. Today I change. Then it's faith. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us all. You know the truth. You know that God has said he has planned good things for you, a promised land. What are you going to do about it? Faith is a conviction in our hearts. And when there's a conviction in your heart, it will bring change in your life. Go down to verse 11 quickly. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest any fall according to the same example of disobedience. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of soul and spirit and of your joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of your heart. Family, this word of God will reveal what's going on in your heart. You think you are reading the Bible, but the Bible is busy reading you. Revealing what's going on in your heart. If you say you have faith, and remember faith is the only thing that pleases God. If you have faith, there'll be action. What does that mean? You can act faith. You can take action. People today don't know how to show their faith, 
how to demonstrate their faith. Are you a man and woman of faith? Because faith is the only thing that pleases God. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. Turn with me to James chapter 2. Jesus teaches us that the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. So for you to walk in the victory that God has got for you, you have to accept the word of God. The word of God is the truth. The word of God brings healing, brings health, brings strength. When you allow that word of God to become an integral part of you, allowing it into your heart, by its very nature, it will start to change you. And when the word of God changes you, you'll find yourself acting with God, walking with God, planning with God. But too many people today are making decisions without God. Instead of looking to the word of God for the answer, they are looking to the world for answers. And we look for our solutions in the world, the wisdom of this world, instead of looking at what God has said. It didn't make sense to go into a land full of giants. God said, that is your land, a land overflowing with milk and honey. I want to bless you there. I want to prosper you there. But 10 people looked more at the giants than at the word of God that said, this is the promised land. And the Bible says, why? Because they did not take that word and mix it with faith and act upon it. Family, listen to me. The only proof of your faith in the word of God is your obedience to the word of God. Turn to the person next to you and say, there's hope for me. Because God has deposited faith on the inside of me. Do you know what that means? It means that every person has got the ability to please God. Because faith is the only thing that pleases God, and God has placed that faith on the inside of you already. Anybody can say, I'm going to do something. Hope is always in the future, but faith is always now. We shouldn't just talk about faith. We should exercise our faith. When we bought the piece of land and we had to start with the building project, one of the revelations that I had during that time is that God's word is a lamp around your feet. He doesn't shine a million candles down the road for you to see everything. Because maybe if you saw everything, you'd run away. Who of you have a promise? Raise your hand. Who of you have got a promise? Who of you have experienced some things along the road to the promise that was difficult? Who of you, if you knew those things were going to happen, you would have run away? So the Bible says God's word is a lamp around our feet. And what I've learned even in this building project, when we obtained the land by the grace of God, 
we said the next thing that we're going to do is we're going to start cleaning the land. And we took the first step. We said, who's got bush cutters? Let's clean out all the grass, all the trees. And we took that first step. When we took that first step, the light moved with us. And we could see what is the next thing. We said, okay, the next thing that we need is a bulldozer so that we can clean out even more. Then somebody made a bulldozer available. And I said, okay, what needs to happen next now? We have to build a platform. Then we build a platform. But we want to see the end result. Even in Joseph's life, God gave him a prophetic picture of the end result. He says, I see your father and your brother bowing down before you. Gave him that prophetic picture. You're going to be a ruler and you're going to be in the palace. But somehow God just left out the pit. Don't you think the pit is important to tell Joseph you're going to land up in a pit? Left out the prison. Don't you think it's important to know that you're going to end up in a prison? But there when you find yourself in a pit or a prison, the enemy wants you to doubt your sonship. Wants you to doubt that you've believed what God has told you about your future. And it's here where we say, well, is it really worth it to serve God? And people will come and say, I thought God said you're going to be a ruler. Why are you in a pit? I thought God said that you're going to be in the palace. Why are you in prison? And it's at that time where you have to believe. The Bible says, whose report will you believe? Whose report will you believe? It means there are two reports. There's a report from the devil where he wants to kill, steal, and destroy. And there's God's report where he wants to give you life and life in abundance. James 2 verse 18. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and they tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works and by works faith was made perfect? Family, listen to me. Faith is very practical. Faith is very practical. We've made it something that's very mystic, something that floats around in the air. But James here says, faith is very easy. If you want to see faith, I'll show you my works. Through my works, faith is perfected. It means faith acts now, faith believes now, faith receives now. If I read the word of God and I see that it says, forgive your brother. If I say I'm going to do it tomorrow, you're not in faith. If you say I first want to work through it, you're not in faith. You're in disobedience. This word of God, it's a two-edged sword. It cuts. And it reveals 
the intentions and the thoughts of your heart. The only thing that pleases God is faith. God can see when you have faith or not. Remember, a man was crippled, lame, and Paul was looking at him, and when Paul looked at him, he saw that the man had faith. What does it mean? It means the man was giving Paul a look of faith. And Paul could see it, and he said, get up. What did Jesus say to his disciples? He said, lift up your eyes and see that the harvest is ready. What was he saying? He was saying, look and see. People are ready to surrender to God. But you're saying, no, later on I will do it. Faith acts now, believes now. God said to Abraham when it came to the promised land, he said, lift up your eyes and see. Remember, Lot looked and he saw the land that was beautiful, that was fruitful from a natural point of view. He said, I want that, 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 that. And Abraham said to him, you can have it. And after he had taken the best of the land, God said to Abraham, lift up your eyes and see. That's the look of faith. From a natural point of view, you would have thought that the land that Lot took was the best. But what happened? It was destroyed later on. When I was doing some of my practical while studying, one of the guys that worked with me did some sewage engineer, you know, sewage pipes and big pipes. And he said to me, I want to teach you something today. I said, yes, I'm listening. He said, do you see there where the grass is green? It's a beautiful green. It's almost like a blue green, something that you've never seen in your entire life. It's nice to look at it. and You see it, it's like, wow. He says, it's there where the sewage pipe burst. He says, it's nice to look at, but you don't want to walk there. Amen. So sometimes we look with our natural eyes and we think, wow, the grass is so green. It's a special green. It's like a, it's there with a sewage pipe burst. Amen? Get God's opinion. Don't look at a situation from a natural point of view. Amen? In your situation that you are facing right now, can you say thank you, Jesus, and be happy? That's one of the most important things. To be happy when you know that God has given you a promise. When you know God has given you a promise. And you're a Joseph that finds yourself in a pit. When you know the promise that God has given you is true. It's yea and amen. And you have a conviction on the inside that God has not changed his mind. Even though you temporarily find yourself in that pit or in that prison. You'll have a smile on your face. Nobody's smiling. Okay, let me try it again. If you know that God has said, I'm going to give you the breakthrough, or God has said, I'm going to give you a spouse, but you've not seen the breakthrough, you've not seen the spouse, but in your heart, you are fully persuaded and convinced that God is who he said he is you'll smile and you'll say, I know where I belong. Joseph found himself in the pit, but he was smiling and saying, 
I know where I belong. I'm not going to doubt God's word. I know where I belong. When last did you put a smile on your face for God's sake? I mean, for the kingdom of God, be happy. Because as Christians, we should be the happiest people on this earth. But when you sing, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. Are you singing it with this joy that I have? Sometimes your children do that. When you say to them, smile. You want them to be happy. And they smile like this. Some of you are smiling about the promises of God in your life in that same way. The revelation that you need is that you're a child of God. Turn to the person next to you and say you're a child of God. Why am I saying that? Because when you're a child, when you're a child, that child realizes and knows he needs the help of the father. When you're a father and you have a child, you know you need to help that child. You have to dress that child. You have to bath that child. You have to feed that child. But many of us in our relationship with God, we've become MDs. We've become the boss. We've become the father. Father, I just want to tell you today what you have to do. Today I'm going to go to work, Father, and I want you to bless my work. I want you to help me, Father. I want you to remove that person that's saying things about me. Just close his mouth. When you have that kind of an attitude, you have faith in yourself. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to do it. Especially older Christians, often when we have walked with God for a while, you used to do things of the world, now you don't do them anymore. You used to lie, now you lie less. How do I know that? Because the Bible says everybody lies to his neighbor. You still lie. <laughs> don't argue with me. Go read Psalms 12 verse 2. It says everybody lies to his neighbor. Sometimes you don't lie, lie, you just twist it a little bit. But we start getting things right. We, you used to drink a lot, now you don't drink a lot. You used to do things, now you don't do it. So now you've become self-righteous. Because remember, you can have faith in many things. You can have faith in your business. You can have faith in yourself. You can have faith in your faith. You can wake up this morning and think, wow, I woke up with goosebumps. I think I have strong faith today. I have faith in my faith. But when you have faith in your faith, you're bound to be disappointed. Our faith should be in God. That's why I say you need a revelation that even if you are grown up, you have to be like a child, not childish. There's a big difference. Some of you are 50 and you're behaving like children. You should grow up. I'm talking about when it comes to faith, a revelation to know that God is your father and you are his child. Then faith becomes a total dependence upon God for everything. Then faith becomes a lifestyle in trusting God for everything. Then when I stand here 
I stand here in faith in Jesus' name. But because we don't know how much we need God, we think we can do a lot of things in our own strength, in our own ability. And we find ourselves doing a lot of things not in faith. People have gone astray in the world. The church has been misled because faith has become mental consent instead of being something that generates from the born-again, regenerated spirit of man. A good child, a good child will not do anything without the father. This is why you need that revelation that you're a child and God is your father. Then we'll grow up in maturity in God. Growing up as a child, I've shared this before, my parents taught me to pray a little prayer from a young age to say that I'm a little child small. May God sanctify my heart that only Jesus and him alone may live in my heart. I still pray that prayer today. I still pray that prayer today. I'm, I'm 51 years old. But I still pray that prayer because God is my father and I'm his child. That gives me confidence that I can act faith. When you know that God is your father, now he will help you to mature. Now when the Bible says forgive, you won't behave like a child and say, I'm not going to forgive. But now when you're a child and God requires something of you, you know whatever God the Father asks of you, it's for your very best. It's for your own good. Are you ready to act faith? If you're ready to act faith, things will start to change. You're going to work tomorrow. When you walk in there, usually you walk in there grumpy and complaining. If you want to act faith, put a smile on your dial. Anybody here, you cannot be grumpy in Jesus' name. You cannot complain in Jesus' name. You cannot be miserable in Jesus' name. You cannot be negative in Jesus' name. But you say you're a Christian? You cannot be offended in Jesus' name. You have to grow up. You have to mature. Can you see the problem that people have? They say they're Christians and they're pleasing God. But they're holding on to all these things. God wants to bring all these things to you. But you're holding on to all these things. So even when God wants to bring the blessings to you, you cannot receive it. Because your heart is occupied with all other things. So even now when you pray, you're asking things of God that he cannot give you. You're praying, Lord, I love you so much. This boss of mine is making me so angry. Can you please demote him and just take him away in Jesus' name? And when it doesn't happen, you say, oh, the Bible says two of us must agree. Now you look for another grumpy, 
complaining colleague of yours. Oh, you also go to church. Yes, you read your Bible. Okay, let's come and see you. We're two or more agree. Let's pray for this boss. Oh, Lord, we bless this boss and thank you for this work. I'm sure I can do it better than him. Can you remove him in Jesus' name? Amen. Okay, you also say amen. Amen. What are you doing? Just causing your friend to be offended with the boss as well. Amen. You have no peace in your heart. You're restless in your heart. And now you're making the person here restless as well. That is not faith. Faith says, now I'm going to forgive. Now I'm going to work harder. Now I'm going to be the best worker. Now I'm going to push longer hours. Not when I get the promotion, I'll start working harder. Faith acts now. Faith believes now. And faith receives now. Amen? Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, there's hope for me. Family, when you're a child, behave like a child. Amen? When you're a child, behave like a child. If you're a Christian, behave like a Christian. It's time to grow up. If you're not going to act faith and put action to what you believe, nothing will change in your life. Do you have a promise of a promised land? Raise your hand nice and high. Turn to the person next to you and say, it's time to mix that promise, that word of God, with faith. Why is that important? Because you need this word of God. Listen to me. This promise that God has given you. Let's say it is, my whole family will be saved. Or you read the scripture that says, it's the will of God for all men to be saved. Now you have to start to meditate upon that. Because meditation brings revelation. Because many of you read here, then you say, it's the will of God for all men to be saved. Then you think, mm, no, 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 Lord. This person that wronged me, I think they deserve hell. Or you think about some of your family members and you think, this guy lives like the devil. He can never be saved. How can it be the will of God? But when you start meditating upon the word of God, it will bring revelation. When you have that revelation that it is the will of God for all men to be saved. When that revelation comes, it will bring a conviction. And now there will be action. Ntatima for King, just come here quickly. Stand here quickly. Let's say this is Saul in the Bible. This is Saul in the Bible. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament in the Bible. But he is Saul and we don't know what God has called him to do. He's busy killing Christians. All of you sitting here, he's spying you out to kill you. But if one person here has the revelation, remember Lord, the Lord spoke to Ananias, he says, go to this place and wait for this man is coming. That revelation brought a conviction and that conviction moved that man to start to act in faith, 
to even come to a person that he knows is busy killing Christians. That's only the word of God that can bring that through revelation. Thinking is at this level. Meditation is at the highest level. Meditation will cause you to take action, a conviction in your heart to move towards where from a natural point of view it does not make sense, to come down and say, okay, let me pray for you. God has called you for great things. You're going to write two-thirds of the New Testament, change people's lives. Whereas you look at this situation from a natural point of view, say, I have to stay away from Saul. Can you see why you need revelation? Can you see why you need a conviction? Can you see why you have to act faith? Because if you look at the situation from a natural point of view, I think this is Saul. Better stay away from him. We actually get more security. I've heard Saul is coming to the church this morning. Double up on the security and keep him outside. You're looking at it from a natural point of view. But if you have a conviction that God wants all men to be saved, even Saul who has been killing Christians, he wants him in heaven, your actions will change and you'll start to act faith. Amen. When you have a revelation of the word of God, your character will change. Let's say this is Saul again. And Saul has killed two of my brothers. And he's killed two of my closest friends. And my heart is full of hatred and bitterness towards this man. A matter of fact, I've purposed in my heart. I love Jesus. I'm going to worship him. But when I find this man, I'm going to kill him. That's what I've purposed in my heart. In my heart, I've become a murderer. But when this word becomes an integral part of me, by its very nature, it will change me. What I mean by that? It will change my character from a person that's offended, full of hatred, that wants to kill a man, to saying, Christ has forgiven me, I'm going to forgive him. Where my character can be that of hatred. Everybody knows he's killed two of my brothers and two of my best friends, and my heart is full of hatred. Everywhere I go, they can see. I'm in warrior mode. I'm in battle axe mode. But when this word of God brings a conviction, brings a revelation, now it will change my character. And as Christ has forgiven me, I can forgive him. And now with that changed character, I can go and say, Brother, forgive me. I hated you for so many years. Please forgive me. And he'll say, it's okay. Or if he doesn't say anything, it's fine because I've asked God. I don't come to him and say, okay, God, you've changed my character. I just want to forgive you, you double-double murderer. You didn't just, didn't just kill my two brothers. You killed my two best friends. But I'm going to just double-double forgive you. No, I'm double-double offending him. Who of you have gone and you thought you double-double forgive and you double-double offended? People, raise your hand. Let me see. You have to go back and say sorry. Amen. But now this changes my character unless when the Word of God says, forgive 
And I now say no. When I say yes to the word of God, I'm leaning towards things of the spirit that brings life and life in abundance. But when I refuse to forgive, I'm leaning towards things of the devil, which will kill, steal, and destroy in my life. The only proof of my faith in the word of God is my obedience to the word of God. You don't know what I believe. Do you know what I believe? You know what I believe. But you can see if I'm acting faith or not. I can now still come to him and say, I love you, forgive me. But in my heart I'm saying, hmm, I just want you closer to me because I want to kill you. God sees what's going on in your heart. So you don't know what I believe, but you can see I'm acting faith. You can say, wow, that's such a wonderful guy. He actually went to this guy. He killed two of, and I can do this. But in my heart, I'm purposing evil towards him. God sees it. Do you think God will assist and approve of what I'm doing right now? No, he can see. But if this brings a true conviction, I say, as Christ has forgiven me, I can forgive you. Now, I don't say, okay, tomorrow I will go and see him, or next week or next month. I don't say, let me just make sure if I really feel like this is what God is doing, that I'm, no, no, no. Faith acts now. Brother, please forgive me. I'm really so sorry. From the bottom of my heart, forgive me. Now, he can decide to say, please forgive me. Or if he doesn't say anything, it doesn't matter. I've done what I'm supposed to do. I'm acting faith. I'm moving in faith. Our works prove the power of faith. The question is, what is your work? If people come to a household of Christ, will they find grumpy, miserable, angry people? Or will they find people in love with Jesus, worshiping him in spirit and in truth, and saying, this is what's real. Because many times people sit in church just as offended as what they had work. So what's the difference between the world and the church? Nothing. So then people say, why is it then worth it to serve Jesus if the world looks exactly the same as the church and the church is the same as the world? Let's show that we are different. And let your light shine. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm doubling up on my smiles. By faith in Jesus' name, I'm going to be happy at work tomorrow. I'm going to double smile my boss if there's something like that. That person that wronged me, I'm going to just show them that I can help them. Amen? If we say that we are men of faith, where's the works? James says, if you say you have faith, show me your works. He says, through that, faith is perfected when I can see there's works. That means if we have to do certain things, let's do it. Amen. The Champions Club. It's the first in South Africa 
We, we can attend to children with special needs. And it was really just acting faith. When the architect started with the plans, we said, let's build a special needs class here. At that stage, we didn't even really know about Champions Club. We just, when we did it, said, how can we do it better? And went and found out, and the people said, yes, we'll help you to do it. There's nothing we had to force. It was easy. People can see now our faith through what we are doing, our works. So if you're a man and woman of faith, don't be quick to say to somebody, you're a woman of faith, you're a man of faith, you're a man of God, you're a woman of God. First find out what's going on in their heart. They can be doing all these things for selfish reasons, materialistic reasons. God knows what goes on in your heart. He's so clever. Even as a Christian, he says, confess with your mouth salvation. But in your heart, you believe unto righteousness. What does that mean? Jesus can see in your heart if you're looking towards the cross where the price was paid for you to be righteous or whether in yourself you've become self-righteous and saying, hmm, I'm getting this right. He knows it. He sees it. Cannot fool him. Turn with me to Romans 10 verse 16. Paul says here, you've not obeyed the gospel. You say you're a Christian, but you've not obeyed the gospel. It says, Isaiah spoke. The Lord spoke through Isaiah, and he said, whose report will you believe? Are you going to believe the report that you are angry, that you are offended, that you are bitter, and that you're not going to talk to that person ever again? Or are you going to believe the report that as Christ has forgiven you, you can forgive? Then he says, faith comes through hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's the word of God that brings revelation. The book of 2 Corinthians teaches us that obedience is the only proof that you have faith. Obedience. Have you made a decision to be obedient to God's word? You know what's one of the biggest challenges that people have today? Let's say this is the blessing of God that I've received. If I receive this blessing by faith, I must maintain this blessing by faith. The biggest challenge people have today is to maintain their blessing. Many things that people have received, promises that God has given to people, when people were pursuing God's word, meditating upon it, receiving revelation, you've received blessings. But after you receive the blessing... You didn't maintain the blessing. And now you've come back for the same blessing which you previously had. Just because you didn't maintain it. And the way that you maintain your blessing is by maintaining your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. What does that mean? You have to remain in faith at all times. 
Hold on to Jesus at all times. Most people only want to call upon God in the hard times. Jesus, help me. I have a crisis. You have to intervene now. But when the good times come, they start walking away. Why do most people backslide over December? The whole year they're working hard, they have pressure. Then December comes and they take a holiday. Then they let their faith also take a holiday. And they don't keep their eyes upon the Lord Jesus Christ. That which God has done in your life, you have to maintain it by faith. The good news is faith is something that you have. Turn to the person next to you and say, faith is something that you have. When you have a conviction from God on what to do, it will produce action in your life. When you have a revelation, your character will start to change. You know, when I read the Word of God, I sometimes see that there's some things that have to change in my life. And then the Word of God helps me to change. Are you ready to take that step to be a man and woman of faith for things to change in your life? Can you see the things that have been hindering you that you cannot act faith the way that you should? Revelation of this word will affect your character. Let me hear you pray. Say, precious Father, grant unto me an obedient heart so that I can demonstrate my faith. Family, God looks at your heart at all times. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.